Hi, welcome to Ian Wants to Learn. I'm Patrick. And I'm Ian. And I want to learn. What would you like to learn about today, Ian? Electric cars. Oh. Are they the future? Uh, well, they are the future. Are they better for... Are they the future? They're here now. I don't... Well, uh, that, well, I know, but I mean, there's a lot of states that have like... Uh, the, uh, all cars must be electric by 2020-something or whatever. And, and so they're, they are the future. But are they better or are they just something that looks better until they get worse so when you first asked me this you you wanted to know like are they actually better for the environment i i did a lot of different stuff of this i guess what do you want to know and why did you want to learn about this sure so jillian actually my wife actually brought up she'd listened to a podcast or something about how the material needed for an electric car battery, which is cobalt, I believe. Maybe it was cobalt, maybe it was something else. But something that goes into the batteries is bad for the environment that we're getting, and it's like not something that we have like a wild amount of, and the levels that we're doing to get it is actually impacting the environment, and so the battery aspect of it is is worse. Yeah, okay. And then I, I heard something on the radio today about the first, or the only U.S. cobalt mine uh, just opened up, and it has a seven-year deal. Because oh. I think... Otherwise, all cobalt comes from, I want to say, uh, Congo? Demo is it the Democratic People's something of Congo? or Anyway. Uh, I mean, we'll get into it. I, I did look into that. So. Yeah. But that was why. I was like, you have all these things like, you know, vaping and smoking. Like, everybody's like, oh, do vaping instead of smoking. And I was like, well, actually, there's horrible shit inside of vapes <laughs> that are slowly killing you because it's a tobacco company. So they'll always find a way to put glass right. in your lungs. Right. Okay. Uh, this should be fun. Before we get into it, this week was the 30th anniversary of Mortal Kombat. And I did want to briefly mention. Wow. It's a game series I love. It's obviously spawned movies and and other stuff we've talked about it on the show yeah we talked about it on the show so i figured we'd talk about it it's again. the first movie you saw post pandemic in theaters actually it's today it debuted october 8th 1992 oh wow uh my first experience the reason i bring it up is i had i'm sure i saw it in the arcade i was probably 10 ish and like after sometime after it came out but i was like very familiar with it i remember renting it my first memory of it was renting it on the mm. nintendo and i was gonna bring it over a friend's house to play and his parents parents wouldn't let me bring it over to play because it obviously <laughs> created a huge controversy right right about the blood every, code yeah and... yeah and funny enough on the super nintendo one it they actually censored it because nintendo was very family friendly wait couldn't didn't you was it nintendo that you could punch in a code to get the blood or something like no, that? no i think on the genesis you could do that i don't know maybe you could okay. do a code on the super nintendo but it was it was definitely censored okay and it just looked like sweat instead of blood like when you would <laughs> okay them. it would have like little flecks of like white and i remember telling my friend that and then he had to tell his parents that there wasn't blood that it was just sweat <laughs> <laughs> and then they allowed me to bring it there to play. Wow. Um, How far I, come? I always have that memory of that uh, just because I was that bad kid that was bringing the, the horrible thing to your child. <laughs> yeah, I probably would have first played it in an arcade or at a friend's house. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you remember first encountering. I feel like the first encounter probably would have been been i don't did they do tv commercials it probably would have been like an ad yeah there was the big ad the stone thing in a comic book probably like the back page oh, okay. of a comic book yeah because yeah. i had comic books and i feel like i i can remember mortal kombat ads in those now i don't remember if it's mortal kombat 2 or 1 because i feel like 2 is when mortal kombat really took off yeah 
Yeah, I remember too because I remember seeing it at a friend's house and being like blown away because it yeah. was like way bloodier and like darker. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is fucking sick. And, you know, <laughs> everyone yeah. else, you know, it, it had like more characters. They got like female ninjas and mm-hmm. one guy's got a reptile head and he eats the other guy's <laughs> head off. And I'm like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, it was something I always knew. My parents didn't buy me video games until. Why we had an Atari, and then I got, <laughs> I got an N sixty four for my birthday. I had a Game Boy, but I had an N sixty four years later in the mid nineties or whenever that ninety six ninety seven. But uh, I did have a Game Boy, and I really wanted to get the Mortal Kombat game, but it was it was a, a hard no because I was like, I'm gonna put the blood code in. It's gonna be awesome. Oh, and I've I've seen like emulators of the old like Game Boy versions of that, and they fucking yeah. suck. It's like terrible. Oh, sure. So you probably dodged a bullet there, but. <laughs> <laughs> the advertising was was very integral to it because I I read something from the, one of the creators at Boone where the company acclaimed they they did this thing Mortal Monday when it was going to like come out okay and it, that was the ad where the guy yells Mortal Kombat like the very oh. famous thing and Ed Boone who they told him they were going to do this big ad campaign they were going to spend a lot of money and they showed the ad and he was like this is too much he's like this is not going to be that big a deal and he had no idea the you know obviously how long it would endure and how big it would blow up at that point yeah yeah he was much more pessimistic about it but uh yeah but I have a lot of fond memories of the series and the games was Street Fighter already a thing at that point yeah yeah Street Fighter okay predated that okay and some other smaller games but yeah it was uh well happy birthday mortal Kombat. but 30 years it's crazy that's a long that's a long time for a video game about ripping spines out of people yeah i mean it's just a classic at this point now it's just uh it's great that it's endured that there have been so many games and movies and stuff to watch but anyway all right so you want to learn about electric cars i do i have sources as I usually do. EPA, U.S. Department of Energy, New York Times, Car and Driver, Factory Warranty List, and ABC. Uh, did you know electric vehicles predate internal combustion cars? I did. Yeah. I did know that I because I, that's like one of those weird yeah. facts. You wouldn't that you think hear. that. Yeah. And it, yeah. I, they do. The first motorized carriage was made in Scotland between 1832 and 1839. It was more of a gimmick. Batteries okay. were not yet rechargeable. It was kind of like, oh, we can get it to move without horse or ox. You know, it was like a yeah. It was made by Robert Anderson. I thought you were going to say batteries were not yet included. <laughs> <laughs> they were not. You had to you had to put them in the carriage to, to make them <laughs> yourself. Okay, <laughs> Robert Anderson. Yeah, so he's the first guy to do that. Robert Davidson, also in Scotland, made a prototype <laughs> electric locomotive in 1837. Oh, and a bigger and better one in 1841 that could go a mile and a half at four miles per hour, and it could tow six tons. Okay, right. but then it it would need new batteries after that mile and a half. <laughs> okay, so you're not going very far. yeah. And like I said, they're not rechargeable, so you have to like bring a bunch of fucking batteries. Well, what do you do with old train batteries? I don't know. Throw them away. <laughs> Back then, I guess you just threw them in the nearest lake, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Get rid of them. Throw them on farmland. It actually that that one, the uh, prototype electric locomotive, it alarmed railway workers because they thought it would threaten the steam engine industry, so they actually destroyed it. Oh. All right. Eventually, in 1859, rechargeable batteries came along. So then oh, things started to, to, to move up. Around 1884, inventor Thomas Parker helped deploy electric-powered trams and built prototype electric cars in England. And then in America, 1890, 
Scotland-born, another Scot, Scotland-born chemist living in Des Moines, Iowa. I don't know why he would go to Des Moines, Iowa, but uh, William Morrison, he applied for a patent on the electric carriage he'd built. Maybe Des Moines was a hot spot for inventing in the... Uh Maybe. Around that. He built it as early as 1887. It appeared in a city parade in 1888 with front wheel drive, hmm. four horsepower, and a reported top speed of 20 miles per hour. It had 24 okay. battery cells that needed recharging every 50 miles. Okay. It was a sensation at the 1893 Chicago World's Fair. Okay. Uh, I won't go into the full history. That was just kind of like a little bit of background when it was first came about. Yeah. But I did find one interesting note in the history of the electric car. William McKinley is tied into the electric cars. McKinley. Do you remember how McKinley was killed? And he was assassinated, a, if I recall. Well, yes. <laughs> I just said how he was killed. By whom? Oh, sorry. Do I? <laughs> he said how he was killed. He was assassinated. Just a callback to see if you remember our presidential right? assassinations. Ooh, McKinley, McKinley, McKinley. McKinley <laughs> was the ambassador? No. No, the other one. He was the the the, the union guy or something. There was a no. he was a political polit what who killed McKinley. He was touring a music concert hall in Buffalo, New York. He was shot by an anarchist. Anar union anarchy, you know, it's all the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it works. Union anarchy, the exact same thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, he shot him in the stomach. He's the one that like right. took eight days to die by gangrene. Right. And then Roosevelt took over. Teddy. Yeah. So yeah. he actually got a ride to the hospital in an electric ambulance. Hmm. Interest. Wait. They had enough electric cars that there was an electric ambulance to take there him was. to. Yeah. Wow. What happened? And it wasn't his first ride in a car. He had ridden in an electric car before that. Theodore Roosevelt was the first to take a public ride in a car, but McKinley had actually done it. <laughs> first twice i'd rather not be seen in this car we'll we'll do it out behind the woods and the one that roosevelt first rode was also an electric car called like the columbia electric car okay so what happened to the electric car well so it was just one of like different things so there was also internal combustion cars but by the early 1900s those cars began getting more advanced and it was just like a competition between different kinds of car you could get different okay. kinds so it was but, an arms race a car arms race sure but electric cars is a quote maintained a market, particularly in cities where their silent operation and ease of use appealed to many, often women drivers who didn't want to hand crank an engine to start it. They also tended to be more affluent, the people that had electric cars. Sounds like today. Yes. It only got <laughs> exacerbated when the Model T was introduced. Uh, so if you remember basic history, the Model yep. T with the assembly line, they could make it very cheap and it was way more affordable and it kept getting cheaper. So the first Model T cost $850 in 1908. Electric ones were at least twice as much. By 1923, the Model T was $300 and electric cars were 10 times as much. So is it because of the batteries? What is it that makes them, or is it just that the companies making them were just further behind people like Ford? Yeah, battery technology was, was part of it. It was just more expensive to make them. It was just cheaper to make the internal combustion one. I mean, I didn't what get did, that far into the detail, but... Okay. Do um, we know what their... Were their batteries different than... I would imagine their batteries back then were different than our batteries today. Yeah, and I didn't go into that okay. Okay. Too, too much detail. It was more focused now, but I wanted to get some history and you know, sure. figured you would ask why, you know, but... Yes, uh, I would. Funny enough, Clara Ford, his wife, she still thought her husband's car was too dirty and she actually drove an electric for quite some oh. time. She continued to drive her electric car. Good for her. There are a lot of niche cars in certain moments from then, like different types of niche electric cars, but 
obviously uh, combustion cars became the norm and battery technology was basically it needed to improve in order okay. to keep up with the uh, easily producibility. So technology killed the car. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's there's some like I know like Ralph Nader famously was like the oil companies like we can have electric cars, but the oil companies don't want it to happen. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I guess some of that's probably true. Right. But the the reality, a lot of it was that. Right. You just couldn't get the range that you could, you know, because the the batteries couldn't get you as far. Well, um, the argument there would be that because we didn't invest the time in. Right, right. In, you know, we figured out a way to make oil go. Right. So according to the EPA, there's a myth that electric vehicles are worse for the climate than gasoline cars because the power plant emissions that it takes to make the electric cars. Okay. So it's not true. Electric vehicles typically have a smaller carbon footprint than gasoline cars, even when accounting for the electricity used for charging. Okay. I'm talking about like the effect on the grid, right? Right. Because right. you have to produce enough energy for the electric grid to, to, to charge the cars. Right. And the main reason is that Electric vehicles have no tailpipe emissions. Mm-hmm. Generating the electricity used to charge the EVs, it may create carbon pollution. The amount varies widely based on how local power is generated. So if your local power is generated using coal or natural gas, which emit carbon pollution, then those emissions would have an impact You know, if you need those to charge your cars. Yeah. But most research shows that Electric vehicles typically responsible for lower levels of greenhouse gases than an average new gasoline car. Sure. The reality is the average grid in the U.S. gets energy from a mix of fossil fuel and renewable energy. So these cars are typically still better for the environment. The example I have is that so you could have an all-electric Chevy Bolt, for instance. Mm-hmm. It can be expected to produce 190 grams of carbon dioxide for every mile driven over its lifetime on average. Okay. By contrast, a new gasoline-fueled Toyota Camry is estimated to produce... 385 grams of carbon dioxide per mile okay so from 190 to 385 so more than twice Mm -hmm. as much a new ford f-150 pickup truck which is even less fuel efficient produces 636 grams of carbon dioxide per mile but if the bolt is charged up on a coal heavy grid such as those currently found in the midwest Uh it can actually be worse for the climate than a modern hybrid car like the toyota prius okay so a lot of this depends on getting on where you get your get making sure our energy for the grid is more renewable energy okay interesting i mean i didn't i knew that they were better in you know uh gas wise or uh carbon wise that makes yeah. sense generally some studies do suggest it's better to keep an older somewhat fuel efficient car than buying a new electric one because demand for new cars increases manufacturing emissions Mm, yeah we'll talk more about that but okay there's another myth they say that was from the epa electric vehicles are worse for climate than gasoline cars because of battery manufacturing right that's the question that i was most right we'll do a lot here on batteries so some studies have shown that making a typical electric vehicle can create more carbon pollution than making a gasoline car and it's because of additional energy required to manufacture the battery mm-hmm. still over the lifetime of the vehicle total greenhouse gas emissions associated with manufacturing charging and driving are typically lower than those associated with a gasoline car and that's because there's no tailpipe emissions which is right. primarily the reason greenhouse gases okay producing cars has other things other than emissions materials that you need to get you also need giant container ships to transport them and every point in the supply chain can cause more emissions right the reality is we make and buy too many cars makes sense there are just too many cars out there which is why in some cases it may be better to simply buy or keep a relatively fuel efficient older car yeah if you have an obviously gas guzzling not efficient older car it would be better but if you have say an old 
compact car that's very fuel efficient, yeah. even if it's gasoline, it may be better to keep it for a longer period of time Got or, it. or buy one okay. instead of buying yeah. a brand new one. Well, then I guess I'm super happy that I have like a <laughs> seven or, or what, how old is it now? Like almost 10 year old Prius. So I'm killing it, man. Okay. That is, <laughs> that is good. Right. That's optimal. My dad had a Prius. I thought that car was awesome. I like it. It's fine. You know, it does the, it, you know, I like yeah. it. Decent fuel. Uh, whatever mostly china and the u.s are the people buying all the fucking cars all the cars in 2021 china bought the most cars at 21 million jesus the u.s is 15 million the next close was japan at 4 million wow so u.s and china alone buy so many cars yeah and that demand drives up emissions because of the process to make all those cars whether they're gasoline or electric i would have thought like india or russia would be on there with their population sizes but i guess they're not as in need of cars yeah i don't know i mean well Uh yeah so india is less than japan it was a few million i forget what it was exactly china's demand has gone way up and then the u.s is has always been high yeah i feel like this is very much a driving country yeah unfortunately no but that's part of the problem too right is it's like okay well we we make too many of them because too many of the emissions are making on you know making new ones and Mm -hmm. then it's like well if people didn't have to drive them for in so many places it's the only way to get somewhere like where i live now it's awesome i don't need one yeah but you lived in the suburbs not everybody yeah and well it's just even you know a lot of major cities they don't have like a significant subway system so or a transit system well and and la was built in conjunction with the i think with the automakers like it was intended to some degree be a city that drives yeah i remember you mentioned something like that yeah so our while we do have a an all right subway it doesn't go or metro it doesn't go where you need it to go all the time like we're just about like within the next couple of years we will finally have a metro to the airport oh well that's helpful (laughs) yeah it's like come on seriously we haven't we we had to wait till we were getting the olympics in 2028 to build a a fucking metro to the airport like come on yeah well it's always like it always makes me think of like the dc one which is actually quite a nice metro but Mm -hmm. it also just didn't go far enough uh, yeah. into some of the you know outlying areas but so in addition to so this is mostly focused so far on emissions right but you're talking about materials in these batteries correct so the batteries do have unique problems they need cobalt lithium and other rare elements that can be lithium involved with him. bad environmental and humans human rights issues mining cobalt's particularly bad it produces toxic pollutants that can get into the environment. Extracting metal from ore requires smelting, which can put sulfur oxide and other harmful stuff into the air. China produces a lot of the metal needed for electric car batteries, including nickel, cobalt, graphite, and lithium. They're a big producer. There were some conflicting sources on that because I did also see that about 70% of the world's cobalt is mined in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Oh. Okay. It has a lot of unregulated mines where workers, including many children, dig the metal from the earth using only hand tools at great risk to their health and safety. Well, I'm glad I don't drive a Tesla. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen other stuff like some South American countries. There's a lot of like the unregulated mining. You know, a lot of these places, it's like there's such demand for these precious metals that, you know, these countries, it's just whole populations of people that are just exploited mm. you know, to extract them. The world's lithium is often mined in Argentina, Bolivia, and Chile, operations that use large amounts of groundwater to pump out material. The water required mm. means that manufacturing electric vehicles is about 50% more water intensive than traditional engines. Okay. Deposits of rare earths concentrated in China often contain radioactive substances that can emit radioactive water and dust when you blast them. 
uh, mm, with mm-hmm. motors. So uh, recycling old lithium-ion batteries is also a problem. Only about five percent are recycled right now because we don't have the the means to do so, or just because nobody bothers to recycle yeah it's 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 a couple things but it is rapidly increasing is one thing that i read which is basically like people are coming up with better ways to cycle and also different uses for them okay so like one of them is you can use a bunch of batteries for grid storage or as backup for solar power you can use old car batteries for that oh like just they'll just hold the hold the power until you need it yeah because like the their usefulness like wanes over time but some stuff like that you can still use them for because it's like oh well my car won't travel as far because it can't hold as much of a charge with this but it's like if you string a bunch of them together they can be used to hold excess energy and grid storage gotcha okay so they can have other uses in addition to you know whatever they do to, to actually recycle these okay General Motors has said it aims to stop selling new gasoline-powered cars and light trucks by 2035. Okay, I mean... That's only 13 sure. years from now. I mean, I'd be, I'd be surprised know. if they hit it. But Volvo said it was moving faster and introduced an all-electric lineup by 2030, which sounds more likely. It's Volvo. Yeah. But yeah. that's eight years from now. So I had a couple other questions you had asked me that I'll go into, but that's basically electric vehicles. Uh, that's all I had. So mostly focused on whether or not they're better. But it, with with the mining of the lithium and the cobalt stuff, is is there a known finite amount, or are we kind of it, it could be in more places that we haven't found yet? Or I didn't get into that. Uh, it was okay. mostly on the environmental impact and the really adverse health uh, when this stuff gets into the environment yeah. impacts. But, I mean, everything has a finite amount. I don't know. Well, yeah. Um, but I guess, like, compared to, like, oil, you know, oil clearly has has done done well for itself. It's, it's definitely, like, a geopolitical thing, too, because, like I said, China is kind of, like, cornering the number of mines that are available for some of these metals okay. to make sure it has, you know, it has all of them uh, yeah. or it can produce all of them. You know, so it's sort of like a national strategic move there to make sure they have mm. access to all of those. Like, you, I didn't do research on, on our end, but you mentioned that there was one here. Yeah, or just, I think it even just opened, like, this weekend or something right. like that. So, I mean, obviously... I don't know how many of them there are here. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know any of that stuff. But. One. There's one in the U.S. Well, I mean like cobalt in terms of not just. Oh, yeah, yeah. Apparently like, there was another mine a while ago. So maybe it was a different location, same location. Right, I don't right. know. But yeah, I guess I guess it's just not something that we know about. Yeah. Well, it's probably like a lot of things where we're just, you know, too slow. But you asked me. So we'll just do a two few other questions. You asked sure. me about like other weird fuels. Like yeah. hippie cars powered by. <laughs> oils like i don't I know what or, or t- ethanol or right right vegetable oil or or uh, time traveling cars powered by and, trash and whether they were better than electric right right so there are others there's biodiesel ethanol yeah. okay. hydrogen or fuel cell electric vehicles natural gas propane and i have a little bit on each of these so biodiesels made from vegetable oil animal fat cooking grease uh, some an- some analysis says it produces 74% lower emissions than petroleum diesel. Oh, wow. Petroleum diesel isn't great, produces sulfur in the air. They actually, since 2006, it was mandated it had to be low sulfur diesel. Hmm. But uh, diesel's more efficient than regular gas engines. In one study, diesel engines were 29% more efficient on the highway and 24% more efficient in the city. Hmm. Really? That's better than gas engines. And then if you think of biodiesel as 74% lower emissions than petroleum diesel, you know, it's even more efficient. Yeah. Uh, 
diesel vehicles are generally more expensive, but they are becoming more common. It is easier oh. to get like a, you know, a typical personal uh, diesel vehicle Interesting. You know, to get that as an option uh, on a I lot of personal vehicles. I guess I always just assumed diesel was worse. Yeah, no. I mean, the sulfur <laughs> part is bad, but it sure. should be less now. I don't know. I mean, neither <laughs> one is clean. Um, right. But right. ethanol is made from corn and other plant material. Uh, it's already blended with gasoline. Uh, it's just another hmm. uh, another okay. component. So hydrogen is interesting. So these are fuel cell electric vehicles. So they use a propulsion system similar to electric vehicles where energy is stored as hydrogen and converted to electricity by the fuel cell. It's an electric motor powered by electricity, but they get power from a hydrogen cell instead of a battery. Although a lot of them, the ones that I read, they're, they're being, they still have a battery to store energy. But the main thing is that they are more efficient than conventional internal combustion engine vehicles and produce no tailpipe emissions. They oh, only emit... Okay. They only emit water vapor and warm air. Oh, that's pleasant. These are very fairly new. There are some manufacturers that have begun making light-duty hydrogen vehicles available in select markets like Southern and Northern California. Oh, I can, I can go get a hydrogen vehicle. Yeah, well, apparently where you are, there is access to hydrogen fueling stations. So. Oh, wow. Good to know. But that's a relatively new thing, and it sounds like it's kind of the best of anything, but um, yeah. still relatively new. There's also natural gas, which is apparently a little better through the environment, but it has less range than diesel or gasoline. Uh, okay. it are, it's already used to power about 175,000 vehicles in the U.S., which I did not realize. Millions oh. globally. And propane, it can produce less air pollutants, but this doesn't sound as clear-cut as others. It depends on vehicle type. <laughs> Engine calibration. What's powered by and other propane things. vehicles. Oh, you can get a Are propane like powered vehicle. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't look. I didn't look at all the, the different options, but there are a lot of other. Uh, I did not know that. Yeah, I think this is more common not here. Maybe not. I okay. Don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I forget. But yeah, I was just trying to see. There's so many other options. Um, so those are those are some other cars. I guess you could see. It sounds like the hydrogen fuel cell ones are the ones that are kind of like the next thing. Yeah, maybe the most ethically, uh, <laughs> unless they use lithium. But a lot of these other ones still seem better than the typical gasoline engine. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to say that the electric, it's like, oh, the electric cars are the worst or they're worse than. It's one of those things where, you know, what's the catch? Every time something comes along, what's the catch? Yeah. And yeah. so the catch is children minors, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's a problem with a lot of stuff we have, right? Like all the technology we have, like your cell phone, mm -hmm. all the, you know, yeah, oh, yeah, metals yeah. that are needed to make that. Somebody's yep. somebody's a slave somewhere so that you can that's true. use your phone to order to order drugs. Um, <laughs> that's like, yeah, we're a terrible species. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. So that's different types of fuel. I had one other question I was able to answer that you asked uh, separately, okay. which was... Are self-driving cars more fuel efficient? Yes. There's a lot of variation in this. There's a lot of different studies on it. Obviously, it's relatively new, but it ranges from 40% to 90% more fuel efficient. That makes total sense. There's some speculation that if this were to be widely adopted, they wouldn't actually hit like a 90% fuel efficient mark. The reason is there's kind of a counter to this. So if you're allowing a vehicle to drive for you, we may end up driving more. Uh. So like basically if self-driving cars become the norm, that may influence our behavior, 
We might drive more, drive farther, because things that stop us from driving now wouldn't apply, such as being tired, under the influence, you know, whatever. Right. That would not matter. One example I saw was, uh, uh, I think this was time, was the other source I had, which was that, like, let's say you live further from work, you might be more willing to take a job where you're further from work because you could essentially just sleep in the car on your way into work. Or you could work remotely while it drives you in, right? Because obviously a lot of people work remotely now. So. It would be hard to, to exactly pinpoint if this became more common. And then obviously the technology still needs work. Right. Well, yeah, know, we're not there yet. I don't yet. know if you've ever seen the funny videos of Tesla's fucking destroying themselves because the self-driving thing doesn't work and people aren't paying attention to what their car's doing. But uh, Now, did you get into uh, Jetson's cars? I did not. What did no, you want to know right. about well, Jetson's cars? No. <laughs> How efficient are those? <laughs> very efficient. I see very little tailpipe emissions on this. Right. My thought on all of the cars being on a network, self-driving, if you will, that when all cars are on the same network, when they all get onto the Uh, freeway, there's no no backup because every single car is going the speed limit. And when every car is doing 65, you don't need to speed because you're doing 65 the whole time and every single car knows what every other car is doing. And if there's an accident, for whatever reason, there shouldn't be an accident, or if there's an obstruction in the road or construction, then the computer system or the network understands this and automatically sort of shifts all cars to be prepared for it. Yeah, It's the amount of times I'm on the freeway and I'm just like, if I just had a thousand computers telling these fucking cars what to do, we could get around this accident. You just you just merge to the right. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have to worry about rubbernecking if if it was exactly. computer driving for sure. Yeah, well, because then you could just smash your face up against the window and right, look, you, you know, just look all you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny because like if I imagine you know every car on the road all going in unison, you know, I'm just like, oh, I mean, you could just have a train where everybody's just in the cars and it's all moving together. Well, right, but every car splits off. But everybody needs to have their own car, you know, it's just... You're not wrong. Yeah, I know. It's just, uh, it's just funny. You're just not right. Right. It's okay. Um, (laughs) I I love mass transit. It's the best. Oh, it's great. I wish more attention was paid to it. I drove over an hour a day when I lived in the DMV, Maryland, D.C., Virginia area. One way. I drove one way Ugh. an hour for, and for different <laughs> jobs, driving yeah. on the Beltway. And Ugh. like now I, I, I get on a train that's like a three-minute walk from me. It takes me literally underneath the building where I work at, if I even nice. have to go in. Yeah. And it's just like, why would anyone not want to do this? This is like infinitely easier. I can be I could be hung over, I could be tired. It doesn't matter. Like I just get in the car and stand there or sit there and it just takes me wherever. But you do have to share that car with many people. Yes, who and sometimes are... there are psychos, but in most cases I no one bothers anybody. I just sit there and they just sit there. Fair enough. The only time there's a problem is if the fucking Mets are playing and then the goddamn thing is Packed with Mets fans. Ah, that's no fun. Ugh. One day the Mets were playing the Yankees at oh. City Field. It was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I went to the train platform and I'm like, I was like, oh, it's a Mets game. And then I'm like, wait, there's, I see a bunch of Aaron Judge jerseys. And I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a Subway series. Yeah. And, and they were playing, yeah, and they were playing it. Ugh. ugh. I was like, God damn it. And they all look the same. Like every baseball fan looks exactly alike. <laughs> that's, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty true. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Yeah. So that's electric vehicles. I hope you learned. There you go. I did learn. I did learn. I'm going to go find myself a hydrogen hydrogen fusion car. What is it? Hydrogen, hydrogen fuel cell. Hydrogen fuel cell. There you go. That's Well, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to keep my Prius running. Yeah. That's the best thing. Keep as long running. as you can. Yeah. 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 So problem solved. You're welcome, world. Yeah. Thank Ian's you, Ian. keeping his Prius. Thank you, Ian. For yeah. <laughs> Ian's poor. He's not. He's not buying a new car just for no. the hell of it. I've often thought, like, wouldn't it be fun to buy a new car? And I'm like, that's never going to happen. Yeah, that's I, a crazy person's dream. <laughs> I'm not rich. I don't get a Tesla. Yeah, you know, rich people get Teslas. I I know someone who doesn't have a car now, and they're like, I think I'm going to buy a car. And I'm like, why? Why? Yeah. Why spend all that money? And then you have to park it and spend all that money. And they're like, well, what if I want to go somewhere? And literally, if I want to go somewhere where I want to drive there, I just rent a car. Right. And don't they even have the ones that you can just get on the street now? Like the, Maybe. the I've never blue that, or something? We have. Done. I mean, I've, I've never done it, but I've seen them where it's, it's like a scooter. You go, you punch in oh, a number, yeah, yeah. you walk to the car, and that might just yeah, be for sure. driving. But. But that's, and then they're like, well, that's expensive to rent a car. And I'm like, yeah, but I, I have to do it, what, once in a year? If I go on a vacation, yeah. I want to drive somewhere. Yeah. And I don't want to take the plane or the train or whatever. Or I have a friend who has a car and borrow it yeah yeah there you go or just walk. i'll lend you I'll, yeah. I'll lend you my car if you ever need one you know no i'm okay i'll just i'll drive it three thousand miles to get it to you <laughs> drive it three thousand miles back but very, but very you're not buying a car so it's better for the environment yeah very efficient. Uh, yeah um i bet you're I glad just, you had a hybrid car for gas prices oh my jillian is so happy yeah. and for some reason like california that prices have gone back up yeah well they cut production or they're going to i forget but like there's like but i think it's like just in california we're like being spite priced or something oh yeah that makes sense like it's like almost seven bucks yeah Ugh. it's over it was like it was down to like 4.99 which sounds crazy <laughs> to say like that's a good thing i remember when i was like i'm not paying more than like two bucks and you were like if yeah. i had to drive to work i'd be very mad right now <laughs> yeah yeah I feel if so i had bad a job Italian. to drive to i'd be very pissed yeah thank thankfully i you know <laughs> I, I just use the camry she uses the prius oh, okay there you go yeah that makes sense all right, that's Electric Vehicles. This has been Ian Wants to Learn. I'm Patrick. And I'm Ian. And I learned. See you next time. You mentioned Mortal Kombat. I believe this week also saw the premiere of the Mario trailer. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, so I can talk like this yeah. whenever I want. Also... Italy, and eh, they're going to evil, and eh, they voted in a fascist. So it's okay to do this accent. Uh, sure, right? Because were the they always Italians, fascist? Were they not? Well, I the lady, they just keep up, keep up. Yeah, but I mean, I don't. I mean, what what are the Italians going to do? I don't give a shit. I got enough problems here. I don't. I can't worry about. <laughs> you don't need to think about problems. Italy. Yeah. <laughs>